For those who prefer Linux or are simply curious about Linux and other open source technologies, this is Category 5 Technology TV. Broadcasting from Barrie, Ontario, Canada, get ready for a unique and interactive viewing experience. Have a question? Call 2545-CAT5-TV or email live at category5.tv. And now, here's your host, Robbie Ferguson. Welcome to episode number 259 of Category 5 Technology TV. It's Tuesday, September 4th, 2012. Nice to see you. Thanks for being here tonight. And uh, I'd like to introduce to you, finally, because there was, there was some confusion a couple of weeks ago, as you know, Sasha Dermatis. Hey, Welcome everyone. To Hello. Nice to have you here. Yeah. Nice to be here. Sasha's here to be bugged in the chat room. So, you know, make sure you join the chat room. Say hi to <laughs> Sasha. Also, uh, there's some information on how to get onto her bio and, and say hi to her. Nice to see everybody in the, uh, in the chat room there as well. Jot, Dennis Kelly, Chris Reich. Hey, buddy. And what? guest Harry. Yeah, guest Harry. There he is. <laughs> nice to see everybody. Make sure you do join us in the chat room. It's a fun way to interact with us during the live show. And how are you? Nervous. Yes. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean three seconds, Robbie? <laughs> what do you mean 43 minutes, Robbie? So tell, yeah. <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh-oh. What do you do? What do I do? I work for a super awesome chiropractic clinic. I'm a chiropractic assistant, and I waitress and bartend for fun as for a fun. hobby. She works <laughs> as a hobby. It can be done. <laughs> I was a little bit offended before the show, though, because she knows nothing about these guys behind me. I'm so sorry to everyone. She's, she's like, <laughs> what is that? Don't hate me. I read. <laughs> says, what's Spock? She literally I read can do thing. this. I can do this. She can do that. Which is, you know, that's a step in the right direction. So? Seriously, if you didn't grow up on the Enterprise, what on earth? On earth. That's the <laughs> point. I didn't grow up on the Enterprise. I grew up on earth. <laughs> no, but like, I, I can't imagine. Oh, no Star Trek in your childhood? Uh, no. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. We need to hook up this girl. Send your DVDs. <laughs> your DVD sets. <laughs> Not if you love Sasha them. No. So they can yeah. get an inch of dust. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I will love them. them. I'll watch them. You have I will to do watch my homework. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the show. Uh, we, we were talking before the show about all the stuff that she's got to memorize and, and do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I have a list. So. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and we'll, we'll talk about what's coming up in the news and uh, all the fun stuff that we've got. We've got your viewer questions. You can email us live at category5.tv. Again, join us in the chat room as well great way to interact with us and uh, Sasha's also going to be watching the chat room for us tonight oh yes all right am I doing the coming up in the newsroom yeah, now yeah you can do that sure <laughs> <laughs> coming up in the newsroom your eyes can control the new gaze tv prototype the final pirate bay co-founder has been arrested in Cambodia Lexmark is getting out of the inkjet printer business and Xbox Connect sensor may be used to help robots navigate your home. Stick around. These stories are coming up later in the show. I love robots. You, you I just love yeah, you love, anything about robots. It's like ro giant robotic rideable spiders. Awesome. <laughs> That's right. Robots These robots are kind of creepy, I think. That they to look help. around your house? Yes. 
Yeah. We'll hear more about to. it. Yeah. We will hear more about it in about uh, half hour time. Super. Also, join our mobile site. Ready? Ah, that's right. M.cat5.tv. Of course, you can scan that code. And uh, that would be a cool way to be able to interact with or watch the show on your mobile device. We've got our mobile devices here. We've got a new one over here from GWG. We've That's got right. You've got your deal there. Yellow, not green. So just rewind the video, back it up, rewind, scan that code, or go to m.cat5.tv. Sasha, we get, uh, we get postcards from all around the world, which I love to receive because we love to see where you're from. We love to hear from you. Uh, we've got three this week, which is awesome. Thank you for sending them in, everybody. All right. So we have one from Rochester, New York. Okay. Dear Robbie and crew, greetings from the southern shore of Lake Ontario. Rochester is the birthplace of Cab Calloway and longtime home of blues musician Sun House. The new arch bridge you see over the Genesee River is named for Susan B. Anthony and Frederick Douglass, both of whom are interred here. Keep up the great job with the show, and God bless you all. All the best, Chris Reich. Cheers, Chris. You too, man. Thank you. And this is from Spain. Mm. Hi, friends. Regards from... Somewhere in Spain, z- 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 um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a guess. It's uh, somewhere z- in Spain. Somewhere Zar- in Spain. Zarg- Z- Zervinga. Sorry, Sorry. <laughs> to Spain. It's not her. I <laughs> I can't. The best TV show about Linux and free software. Best wishes, Emilio. Cheers, Emilio. And. Dear Robbie, enjoy this phone. I am the volunteer recycle, recycling coordinator at my place of business. I'm recycling this to you. I expect you to start listening. Guru, editor, gadget wisdom. That is quite the, uh, quite the little trinket to, to receive very in the nice. mail. Very, very cool. This is, I don't know, Samsung device. Oh, it's fancy. Yeah, it's yeah, it is actually. I mean, because we're used to the iPod and iPhone, mm-hmm. right, where you've got the on-screen keyboard. Surprisingly, actually, this is starting to feel a little bit clunky compared to because of the the so difference been, in width. Have you been playing around on this one? I I a little bit. See what what she's talking about is the yeah. keyboard. Cool, <laughs> but uh, I found it's it's way better for listening to music. I love Shoutcast. It, oh, on your device, you? yeah. Look for the Shoutcast app. Are you familiar with it? No. Okay. Well, on, on your iPhone, install uh, Shoutcast. Okay. It's just simply called that. It's in the uh, iTunes Store, and Shoutcast lets you listen to music from all over the world, and it's they're basically radio stations. There you go. And it's amazing because you choose your genre. So okay. Here you go, radio stations, and you've got all the lists of different genres here. Check that out. Nice. Yeah, so if you want to go, you know, reggae, reggae, reggae of Big course. into reggae, myself. Yeah. So then you go <laughs> in and you start listening to reggae music and it just, you crank it up and it's great. Oh, it's authentic. Definitely authentic. Anyway, so I listen to it on my iPod, have for a long time, love mm-hmm. it on the headphones, but I have big trouble with headphones on the iPod, which is surprising to me. Because I thought that iPod would be a good device for listening to music, but mm-hmm. I actually have to jiggle the wire a little bit. There's oh. no problem with the headphones. Do you have that problem? Is it in all the way? Yeah, it's in all the way. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. But they're not uh, proprietary Apple branded headphones. Ah. Uh, 
Yeah. Maybe I have a problem it. with all earbud headphones because my ears are tiny. Okay. So I can't put. Well, this isn't I like. I can't it. put these like. Are, these the, are cups over my ears. That's it's not, good. That's okay, not the issue. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, the actual. The audio like, literally doesn't work on the iPod. So then I, I got know. this one from, from GWG and I've just. That was the first thing I did. I installed WinApp on Android. It's called WinApp and it comes with Shoutcast built into it. Okay. So give it a try if you're on a- Android and see what you think. But yeah, really enjoying it. It's it's uh, he says it's an older phone, so it's you know it is what it is. It's not as fast as some of the new stuff, and it's an older version of Android. But it's my first real handheld experience with Android, as far as that goes, and really really liking it a lot. Oh, like thank you. It, it would be so nice if there was like an iPod Touch of Android devices. Is there one? Do you guys know of any? Like without the phone chip. If you know of one, let me know, okay? Dennis Kelly in the chat room wants to know, are you a Mac user? A little bit. Is Would that a bad thing? Wait, it it is, isn't it? it? The whole chat room just I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They're just so easy. Really? No, do you use a Mac? Um, I used to I used to have a MacBook. Oh, okay. But now you're a PC person. That's right. That's right. So we need to get you looking at Linux. That'll be the next thing. Linux. That's something that you'll get familiar with on the show here at Category mm-hmm. 5. It's, uh, it's a different operating system, an alternative operating system for your PC, as opposed to Windows. Okay. So, Hook me up. Kind of cool. Is that I what will, this is? You right? heard her, folks. Yeah? She said about Linux, Hook me up. On the books. <laughs> Bring in the laptop. We'll hook you up. All Sounds right. good. All right. We've got to take a quick break. Uh, Sasha does have your viewer questions uh, ready to go. And uh, we'll be right back after this. Make sure you join us in the chat room and uh, also email live at category5.tv if you've got a question for us. We'll be right back. At EcoAlkalines, we believe you should be able to trust your batteries not just here, but here, here, and here. But with one exception, you should also be able to trust your batteries here. EcoAlkalines are the world's first and only certified carbon-neutral battery manufactured to the highest standards of recycling and quality without any trace amounts of harmful chemicals like mercury, lead, or cadmium. EcoAlkalines provide performance that rivals leading national alkaline battery brands at a comparable price. Find out more about the EcoAlkalines difference. EcoAlkalines.com Are you in or near Barrie, Ontario, or feel like making the journey? Meet the on-air crew of Category 5 Technology TV in person on Tuesday, September 25th as we celebrate five years of bringing you free technology TV. The live show will be held at Barry Free Methodist Church on Condles Road East in Barry, and admission is absolutely free. There will be prizes during the show for those who attend, as well as a meet and greet following the live broadcast. Doors open at 6.30 p.m., and we hope to see you there. Don't miss this time of celebration with the on-air crew from Category 5 Technology TV, both past and present, Tuesday, September 25th at 6.30 p.m. For more details, visit Category5.tv. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and uh, you can find us online, www.category5.tv. And as mentioned, you can email us live at category5.tv. And uh, also join us in the chat room, which I I feel (laughs) foolish to say Category 5 so many times, but our chat room just happens to be Category Category 5. Free note, yes. Sorry, I didn't (laughs) I am ready. Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. And the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. Thanks, Sasha. 
So we've got your viewer questions. Uh, again, greetings to everybody in the chat room. I'll kind of let you take it away. And All right. Here's a question from Peter Lewis. Hey, Dear Peter. Dear Robbie, I wonder if it's possible to run two wireless ADSL routers on the same routers on the same telephone line. The router I use is a Bluetooth router. It's is a maybe B- meaning Wi-Fi or router is a BT Home Hub to the Bit router runs upstairs in my office and the telephone. Oh. Upstairs, sorry, in the, in the office, and the telephone comes in at the main entrance to our premises and goes up the stairs via cable splitter. If I put the down router wire in a different channel to router upstairs, and if channel one upstairs and channel fifteen downstairs, and the, make, so I think we're talking about Wi-Fi. Yeah. From what I can gather, Peter, I'm channels. sorry. There, um, just a little hard to fo- follow the question, but I gather what Peter's saying is that he's got a couple of routers that he wants to position throughout the house, possibly to increase your ability to kind of roam throughout the house. And, dude, if you've got a house where you need to have multiple routers in order to be able to reach the <laughs> Wi-Fi signal, then you're you're living in a big house, man, or you've got a really low-powered router. Um, here, for example, I've got a, a single Wi-Fi device, and I've got it in the basement. Uh, and we've got three stories, and we've got perfect signal anywhere that we need to go. Okay. Um, so it could be it could be something other than having the Wi-Fi. If I follow your question correctly, then I would say um, I think what you're trying to do is um, is set up um, access points as opposed to uh, multiple networks, multiple SSIDs. If I'm following you correctly, what you want to do is you want to get um, an access point or a firmware for your router which will support access point mode, perhaps DDWRT installed on one of those routers might allow you to do it. What that would do is it would connect into, you know, you put it on the second floor and it would connect to the router that's in the basement and it would then rebroadcast the signal again so that it makes it stronger in the rest of the house. That's called an access point. You can actually buy access point devices. They're not overly expensive, uh, but they accomplish the same thing. But like I say, a simple free firmware update, DDWRT may do it if your router is compatible with with access point mode. So if I follow you correctly, that may be what, I'm, what you're looking for. Um, Invincible Mutant saying they could also be called a range extender or a Wi-Fi repeater. Um, access point is, is usually the term that's used and they're just, you know, they look like a little fire alarm, and you, you plug them in and turn them on. Some of them are uh, Ethernet-based, which allows you to run one wire to it, and it gives, you know, perfect signal that way. And then, you know, you've got the kind that uh, that simply, you know, kind of ad hoc repeat the network. Also good for line-of-sight outdoors. If you want to, you know, put uh, Wi-Fi out in your shed, for example, you could actually put one of these devices... Oh. Say, you know, on a tower or something, you could out- outdoor ones, and it will send the signal across. So there, there's all different things you could do. Hope I got you there, Peter, as far as what, what you were inqu- inquiring about. So um, right. if you're curious, if you're not sure, let us know the model of, uh, of the router that you have, the one that you want to turn into that device, and we'll see if we can find a firmware, whether it be Tomato or uh, DDWRT, see if, we, see if we can find one that's compatible. Excellent. Okay, I've got a question from Ron Smith. Hey, Ron. Hi, Robbie and Eric. 
Sasha oh, today. Sasha. I have been. You probably were thinking, well, last time you said Sasha was coming on the show, it was Eric. For real. So this don't time. let us down here, Robbie. Here we go. I have been looking into the new, into the Fit PC3 and found this link on the Mintbox Pro. It may be of some interest to some of your viewers. HTTP. Okay, I'm going to try to w, find it. Here, okay. Actually. Do you want to I've just put that in? Yep. Oh, okay. Would this work to run Debian Server Virtual Machine that you explain on episode 256 and a VSFTPD server? Okay. So an FTP server slash web server, in, something along those lines? Yeah, okay. in the same virtual machine. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to actually create a short URL just for those who are curious about what is being asked here uh, for this device. I haven't looked at it yet. So we'll call this Mintbox. So cat5.tv slash Mintbox is now active. And if I go there, there it is. Okay, so that, pretty similar to the, to the Fit PC3. Uh, okay, so let's look at the specs. It's got a dual-head HDMI output plus DisplayPort. That's interesting. Gigabit Ethernet, SPDIF audio, which you're not going to need for a server, USB 3 and USB 2, ESATA port, that's a bonus, because you could put, uh, there's two of them, that means that you can have an external serial ATA hard drive, two of them actually, and they're going to run at the full 3 gigabits, or uh, uh, that would be my guess, they're going to be 3 gigabit ports externally, so you could plug in and uh, you know a device like that, very cool. It's got uh, mini serial port. Okay, what about the CPU and specs? Here we go. Just scrolling down a ways. This looks like the kind of a, an economical solution, actually. So the the cheap one is 476 bucks. So imagine, you know, it sounds like a lot of money, but when you think about, okay, well, this could actually be a server. This could be a, a replacement for, you know, something that is your server, for example. So, I mean, yeah, it's got a 1 gigahertz dual core processor with Radeon 6290 graphics 9 watts hooey can you imagine that's a an amazing um, how would you say energy efficient server oh. using only 9 watts that's what I expect that means it's got 4 gigabytes of RAM it's got a 250 gigabyte hard drive comes pre-installed with Linux Mint. Great, you could just install Apache on that and you're good to go and anything else that you need. It's got Wi-Fi built in up to N and uh, Bluetooth 3. It's got four USB uh, faceplate module. So the only thing that would be a concern to me is the hard drive is a 250 gig uh, spinning hard drive because it's not specified as an SSD. Same thing with the next one up. This one's a little bit faster and it's got eight gigs of RAM. When a hard drive in, in a device like the, the Fit PC3 or here, the Mint Box, when it's a spinning hard drive, it's basically a laptop hard drive. They are built to be a little bit more, um, I guess, less susceptible to little jumps and things like that and problems than, say, a desktop hard drive because they're meant to be in a device that you're moving. <clears throat> so they're, they're not bad, but solid state would probably be a better way to go if you could put a solid state drive in that then you're going to eliminate the the factor of you know a crashed hard drive as far as the spinning disk goes now not not to say a solid state drive can't crash as well but in a case of a web server typically if you set it up correctly with the solid state drive and everything there's going to be very minimal access to the hard drive a lot of stuff is going to be happening in ram until you do a reboot so um, so they can run for a very very long time and then you just set it up 
so that it's you know you've got a good backup always have a good backup something like that i what are you laughing about we're gonna uh, i sense a talk coming on (laughs) um i watched your backup show yeah and i need to back everything i own up i'm a bad backer upper i totally understand the importance of it i've lost all of my pictures from not backing up yes every picture from oh 2011 like before 2011 i have everything else yeah so i need to rewrite photos and everything all my every picture every picture i have the actual hard copy pictures i accidentally lost in an unfortunate dump run no and then, <laughs> and then you crashed your hard drive and, and then didn't i crashed my hard drives oh yeah, this is yeah. worst case scenario so, here sasha it's great for my family who just gives me gifts of pictures now and i yeah. cherish them do they have some people must have pictures and yeah i'm that's like terrible. i have a huge oh family so i have lots of pictures of me with siblings for my responsible siblings who do back everything up so sasha for the viewer who's saying it wouldn't happen to me what would you say please back oh my up goodness. everything yeah always I, I always daily i try to stress it <laughs> i'm looking at this device here for for you and and thinking about the fact that it does have sata output so you could use that for a backup device three gigabits a second very very fast okay set up a, an rsync script and get get some something going off-site but that's yeah. devastating and that is really truly worst worst case scenario yeah so was it on a hard drive it was on a hard drive and it crashed yes is that hard drive anywhere around it is at my ex's house no <laughs> so can it be so gone? i've really really lost it i think i mean we can talk okay. about data recovery we can see if the files could be brought back we have to talk about product recovery i don't want to give you f- yeah. <laughs> i don't want to yeah all right <laughs> I'll just dress in black. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Shave my head. Send in, send in one really of these Connect robots. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you could get that hard drive somehow. Okay. It, 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 look, man, it's broken. It doesn't work anymore. That's right. Then it, I don't want right. to give you false hope, but there is a chance, a chance that we could possibly get files back. Okay. But that's never the way to go. The way is always to have redundancy, some form of a backup. I think you know that now. I have learned my lesson. So what are you doing for a backup? I haven't really learned my lesson. Oh. <laughs> How many times do we hear this, folks? I'm so sorry. I really want to get a backup company like ClickFree to sponsor the show. Or okay. some generous donor out there to just send all of the co-host backup drives. I feel like we should move on to the next question. No, but it's important <laughs> because you at home, you think, oh, well, I'm cool. Like, I'm, it's not going to happen to me. Or, you know, I did. A, I had somebody come into the office and they said that they were doing backups. And, and Krista recently confessed to, this, to the very similar situation. But he was backing up on an external hard drive in this particular case. Doing it manually, though. Okay. His backup so- drive had run out of space. Because he had bought a backup drive that was the exact same capacity as his computer. So it had run out of space, and so he stopped backing up. He didn't have any room to put stuff. Oh, okay. So I said, well, how, how old is your backup then? And he says, it's probably about a year old. So y- you would lose everything from... If you're from for that whole mm-hmm. year. And, and I don't know how many pictures you take in a year on a digital camera or okay. videos or anything like that, but... I if, would be devastated to lose a year. If it wasn't so intimidating, if it was easier, then it would That's be... That's where ClickFree comes in. And I say click this because free. I know they're watching. <laughs> Hi, ClickFree. Hey, ClickFree. We love your products. 
Teach me how to use them. They are them. the easiest. I mean, yeah. they, I, I mean, show me a device that's easier than the Click Free, and I'll, I'll appeal to them for Sasha's sake. But, uh, but seriously, yeah, that's exactly it. And I said to him, that's the problem. I said this to Krista before. The problem is, is it's too tough to do a backup. We need to find a solution that's just so simple. Mm-hmm. Click Free, you just plug it in, it backs up, and you take it away. Done. You never have to think about it. That's what I need. That's what you need. Click free. Yeah. Show me the love. (laughs) All right. Okay. So this is an email from Dave. Hey, Dave. Hi, Robbie. I'm looking for a simple HTML, no PHP or a database, just HTML website for my consulting business. Probably no more than five pages. Can you recommend a good site to find some website templates that I can edit to suit Mm. my needs? Hmm, hmm, hmm. When you're saying just HTML, no PHP, no databasing, nothing like that, I think what you're saying is you just want a basic website. But these days, a lot of stuff is scripted server-side, so it's it's actually easier to obtain stuff that is server-side script, PHP, or you know something along those lines, because it's the web in its modern sense is not just flat web pages, flat files, like looking at a, 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 a f- just a file that does nothing. Um, even I guess this understanding what PHP means versus what HTML means HTML is the output to your browser from any language so if I create something in PHP it is outputting to my browser to my user's browser in in HTML or XHTML whatever um, so the, the HTML content is the interpreted code that I see when I visit your website on the back end though it could very well be PHP on my website it's all running on PHP, but what you actually receive is HTML. If you go there, right? Can I ask a question? You sure can. What is PHP? Sorry. PHP is. Uh, I don't know what the what it's different it languages. For. It's right? a language. It's for, languages. For okay. Web. Good. Yeah, it's Excellent. What Thank we you. code in to create the modern web. Super. That's one language that you can use. Looking at our site, which is developed exclusively in you know PHP and okay. and surrounding open source technologies like MySQL and things like that, you'll see that the output is actually HTML5 if I view the source. So this is what you see if you were to look at the source. It is HTML, right? Mm. But on the server side, it's in fact all done with PHP. So that means server side language is PHP. The output is HTML. That's what you're actually receiving. So just to, to understand, you probably don't don't limit yourself to strictly html because you think that it's going to be a flat website because really what you're what you're going to receive with php is something like wordpress right which is a blogging platform which makes it really really easy to set yourself up with a website and it's free so i would start with i mean wordpress.com would be the place where you go to get a fully hosted site or blog but it's going to be you know sashadermatis.wordpress.com on the other hand, if you have a web host and you've got your own .com, you can go wordpress.org, on the other hand, and you can actually download the software that they use to power wordpress.com, and you can set that up on your own server. reason that I say that is because, yes, it is PHP. I know you're, you're saying that you want to get away from PHP and just go flat HTML, but realistically, in today's modern web landscape, you're probably not going to find anything current, You know, probably all HTML4 stuff and, and that kind of thing. So I would start with WordPress if absolutely you're you're opposed to any kind of server side stuff. 
just go on to uh, onto your favorite search engine. I'm just going to try it right now. Uh, HTML template. I might even try HTML4 template just because that's probably going to get me to something that's non-server side. But whether or not, yeah, I don't, I don't know of any resources that will actually feed you with templates that are attractive. Chatroom, do you have any suggestions for our viewer? Um, guest2462 Reddle says... WordPress these days is much more than just blogging software, and that's true. And that's why I would suggest it for a five-page website. Nice and simple. Very, very easy to set up. Right. And feel free to go to WordPress.com, set one up for free, try it, learn it, and configure it. The, the themes are easy to get because you just go in and, and it's a plug-in, and you just tell it what theme you want, and it will install for you. So once you're happy with it, then download the actual software, get your own .com, and you're good to go. Right. Any other suggestions in the chat room? I'll just say, um, was that David that was asking that? Um, just let you know that um, you, you know check out the chat logs for episode number two fifty nine. Cool. Excellent. All right, Toby from Wales asks. Hey, Toby. Hi, Category Five gang. I have a question for Robbie. I was just wondering what year was it he got into. Linux, and what was his first distro and why he made the switch? Also, when GNOME 2 completely finishes on distros like Debian, Squeeze, and Ubuntu 10.04, will you be going for Mate or Session Fallback? I love that you were just like, I was wondering when you got into Linux? Is it? Like there is wasn't it? an assurity in your voice that, that it is Linux. Is yeah. it Linux? Okay, excellent. Yes, absolutely. And and we're going to learn all about it. Yeah. Uh, when did I get into Linux and why? Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting question. But uh, yeah, years ago, I, I actually got kind of sick of the whole Microsoft game. I know. It was a long time ago. Um, I started dabbling with, with Linux, um, I think, in 99. <laughs> Pardon me. Oh, 99. And it was... Um, what was my first Linux? Caldera Open Linux. Really, really okay. old stuff. And it was horrible. Horrible. Red Hat <laughs> was terrible back then. Uh, everything was just like really bad, poor GUIs and stuff. But it was a, it was a growing kind of thing. And then Lindos came out. Lindos from Michael Roberts, Robertson. The guy who founded mp3.com and then sold it out and, and ticked off a lot of people and then did the same thing with Lindos. He built it created this great operating system it was kind of like what ubuntu is to linux now and, and don't don't hold that against me for saying that don't i, I know the problems with windows but um it, in that it was really driving for linux on the desktop so they worked on improving the interface they worked, worked hard on getting kde to be really really sleek and user-friendly and windows-esque so that people who were coming from windows could easily adapt to linux so that really got me to the point where i could switch to Linux exclusively and it was Debian based so now you know why I'm in love with Debian so okay is this Linux now here on here is no that... I'm ashamed to say <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is oh <laughs> this one is right so look over how will here. I ever this learn okay <laughs> I, well you will because we'll, we'll, get, we'll get that fixed I know <laughs> oh I ask good questions <laughs> yeah. now the chat room is furious at me from there, from Lindos, which turned to Linspire, 
then Free Spire, and then got absorbed by Zandros and destroyed. Um, and once again, Michael Robertson sold out to Zandros, disappeared, and, and ticked off a lot of people and left Free Spire and Linspire to, to die. And so then Ubuntu came out, and that's when I switched to Ubuntu. So, hmm. yeah. Did I get everything about the question? Uh, oh, what yeah. happens when... Yes. Squeeze and uh, all that. Okay, so what's going to happen when we lose Gnome 2 completely? Um, you got to go with the flow, I suppose. I mean, this is the way that they're pushing, but uh, hopefully I'll be able to keep up with the hardware because everything is going touchscreen. I mean, it's happening with Windows 8. It's happening with Ubuntu and Linux in general. Things are going very touchscreen-esque or at least or hybrid. eye-controlled. I controlled, which we're going to be talking about, and we're going to actually be demonstrating today as well. So, interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for the question. And uh, yeah, we've got to uh, we've got to get into the news. I know you've been dying for this segment, and I, I tried to keep it pretty pretty good. <clears throat> so okay, good luck. Here she goes. Here we go. <laughs> Here are the top stories from the Category Five TV newsroom. An eye controlled television has been unveiled at Berlin's IFA trade show. Hire's Gaze TV uses technology developed by Toby, a Swedish firm which already offers eye-tracking technology for computers. Users control the set by staring at the top or bottom of the screen to activate a user interface. The user can then change the volume, switch channels, or carry out other functions by looking at icons shown on the display. Cool. Yeah. Now, could that not be problematic? I mean, just thinking out loud, but if there's more than one person watching the TV... For one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or if they are somehow socially awkward and not able to maintain eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. So they're always <laughs> looking gazy down. gazy problems. And it keeps bringing up the menu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or if they're ultra focused on something and they just can't draw their eyes away from it. Or there's a fly. Oh. And it keeps clicking on things because you're looking at it. It's drawing your eye. Who knows? So, yeah. I can see some work needs to be done. <laughs> sort of like that underwater wheelchair. Yes. Yes. It has flaws. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, one of the founders of the popular file-sharing website, Pirate Bay, has been arrested in Cambodia and will be deported in accordance with their immigration laws. Gottfried Svartholm Vorg was held after an international warrant was issued against him in April by his native Sweden. Sweden acted after he had failed to show up for the start of his one-year jail term for copyright violations. Warg and the three other founders had said the website was within the law. Warg, along with the site's co-founders and financer Carl Lundström, were convicted by a Swedish court of encouraging copyright violations in 2009. Hmm. The other three all had their one-year jail terms reduced to between four and ten months following an appeal in 2010. They were also ordered to pay nearly $7 million in damages for copyright infringement to music and movie companies. However, Uh Warg did not attend the appeal hearing, with his lawyer saying that he was too ill and clearly recovering in Cambodia. The Hmm. Swedish court then decided to uphold his sentence. According to the BBC, no copyright content is hosted on the site's web servers. Instead, it hosts torrent links to TV, film, and music files held on its users' computers. Cambodia and Sweden do not have an extradition treaty, so it is unclear to which country he will be deported. Wow. Seven million dollars. Huh. And the thing like the and they were under the impression that oh yeah, this is no we're just linking to the files. 
Huh. Do they have $7 million? Is this a company that... Well, I don't know. Right? You know, if it was just a drop in the bucket, I would just... No, it's not like it's not like that. It's like, <laughs> I think, I think, anyways, would, would Pirate Bay not be just, like, a few hacker guys and, just you know, sharing files and... Feel like a I name, like Pirate Bay. And, they have and all the, the logo gold. logo just kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Arr. Exactly. Bring on the gold. First of all, you know you're something doing something wrong if you have pirate in your name Definitely. pirate bay nothing illegal here we'll just call ourselves <laughs> pirates <laughs> yes right. so our only non-sweden swedish news piece that's an interesting fact <laughs> lexmark has announced it will quit the inkjet printer business as part of its efforts to improve its profitability they plan to stop development of inkjet printers by 2013 and close their inkjet supplies factory in the philippines by 2015 wow it added that 1700 jobs would be lost as a result Lexmark will continue to sell laser printers and also focus on its imaging software and document management services brilliant strategy right there yeah it's like okay i have an idea to make more money we're gonna fire everybody that's right and stop making stuff (laughs) yes we will bring in the big bucks that's surprising though i mean lexmark uh, of course getting out of the consumer realm with the inkjet printers but they've always been kind of a you know a a big name at least here in canada as far Mm -hmm. as accessibility goes i wonder if you could do stores and all that you could do a green spin on that and really make it work with lexmark absolutely because they're one of the worst as far as you know like multiple or all the inks are in one cartridge in these cheap cheap printers that you buy right so then you've got to replace the whole cartridge or better yet the printer was only 50 bucks the cartridge is going to be a hundred we're just going to throw away the printer and buy new, a new printer. Yeah. They'll, it's a terrible, terrible thing. They'll have some marketing masters on this. Yeah. Swedish researchers are asking people to use their Xbox Connect sensor as a scanner to grab detailed, imi- detailed 3D images of the stuff in their homes. The Connect at Home project requires mass participation to accumulate many examples of common household objects. The scans will build up a library of objects which robots can consult as they <laughs> navigate around homes. Speaking of pirates. Hmm. <laughs> so, there we go. We'll have some Xbox Connect robot thieves coming in. <laughs> you think that's, that's what's really going down? Eh? Everything is malicious <laughs> to Sasha. It's, that's right. Yeah, you know... The whole connected home thing. They're really just trying to spy on you. They just want to Creating see everything 3D you layouts own. of your whole house. Okay. They're looking for the tech guy who, you know, is a multi-billionaire who's going to go through his house with the Connect thing and they're just gonna take look a 3D. To see who doesn't shop at Ikea is what they're going <laughs> to do. Those were kind of Ikea-esque chairs. That's right. Yeah. The Category 5 Technology TV Newsroom can be found at Category5.tv slash newsroom. The Category5.tv newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions by our community of viewers. If you have a news story you think is worthy of on-air mention, email newsroom at category5.tv. For the Category5.tv newsroom, I'm Sasha Dermatis. You actually read the dot after the email address, like Category5.tv. Is that a period? That was just a full stop, that one. Oh, they make them look so similar. Full stop. 
Full stop. Sorry, ignore that last thought. No, thanks, Don't Sasha. type that in. <laughs> Tonight's show is brought to you in part by Quartery Electrical Contracting, Inc. They are the official electrical company of Category 5 Technology TV, and you'll find them online at quarteryelectric.com. Also, get your free one-month pass to Netflix. Yes, I said free, and it is awesome. Go check out the shows on Netflix, cap5.tv slash Netflix, and you will get your one month free. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson, joined tonight by Sasha Dermatis. Good to have you here. Having fun so far? Yes. Can you believe that you're 40 minutes into the show? I just looked at the clock and thought, okay, I can do this. News done. <laughs> it's an endurance. Yeah. You're, you're through the news, so now it's like... That's right. <sighs> I know. I ran a half marathon last year. I feel like I'm equating this to the half marathon. I'm at like kilometer 17 right now. Just like that. <laughs> yeah. There you go. We're good. I, on the other hand, did not run a half marathon last year. I didn't even run a quarter of a marathon. I actually drove to get to the store on the corner. Oh, Robbie. Sorry. At least oh. I do my backups. Touche. 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 We looked at a device a little while ago here on Category 5, Hillary and I, that allowed you to basically wear a special baseball cap or put a dot on your glasses that would allow you to control your computer using infrared technology. Now, okay. we, we started looking for a different way to do things because people said to us, well, that it's one, it's a very expensive device, and two, you know, you've got to, you know, if I'm sitting at work, I can't wear a baseball cap, right, in order to control my computer if I wanted to be able to control my computer that right. way. I think about accessibility for people who have mobility issues, perhaps in their upper body, and they can't, they can move their head, but they can't necessarily work with a mouse. That's, that can be a problem when it comes to using a computer. Also, uh, you know, not just accessibility, but also for gaming and things. Sometimes that can be kind of cool if you're able to actually move your head to, to control the character. But definitely as an accessibility feature, um, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, we're talking a little bit earlier, you were mentioning in the news about this television set that you can control with your eyes. And while that sounds kind of silly right now, yeah. well, there was a time when we didn't have touch screens. And it seemed kind of sci-fi-esque, right? Right. So now that you could just look at something and blink <laughs> or wink, and it does something. What if you had a lazy eye? That would be a mess. <laughs> <laughs> The channel or keeps twitch. changing. Exactly. <laughs> kind of twitch. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Yeah, you think of everything. Like, what if? So that's a question for the technology hmm. giants. That's right. For sure. I'm going to try crossing my eyes when we test this out later. <laughs> we could try mimicking a lazy eye tonight. Okay. Just for those viewers who have that issue and, and need to be able to do this. But what, <laughs> what I set out to Sorry. find is a way to do this without any additional hardware. Right. Without any additional cost. Being able to control your computer with your face, as I say. Well, with your head. Just with a just, nod. Just with turning right. your head to move your mouse. Things like that. Do you think it can be done? I'm skeptical. Are you skeptical? <laughs> Let's give it a try. I'm going to bring up a very, very special website here. Cat5.tv <laughs> slash camera mouse. I just called it that just to get you there nice and easy. Nice. If you're on Windows, default download is a Windows download. And, of course, the source is available. There's a repository for latest versions, stuff like that. But over on the right-hand side, you'll see, hey, look at that. There's a compiled version for Ubuntu. 
which also means it will most likely work on other distros that are based on Ubuntu. Great, I'm using Zorin OS, so that's perfect. There are uh, instructions to install from source as well if you're using a different version of Linux. So what we're going to do is simply copy the first line. This is called... Um, this software is actually called Enable ViaCam. I should say that right off the top. It's called Enable ViaCam. So okay. that's that's where it's called eViaCam on the web and stuff like that. The packages, I think, are called that. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to actually install this from a custom PPA. So cool stuff. A personal package archive. Thank you. <laughs> on Linux, what's cool is that you can install stuff without any disks, without having to find the downloads, without having to get a CD. I mean, now in these days, I mean, that's progressively becoming old hat because we don't generally use CDs anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know when was the last time I ever installed software from a piece of media other than my operating system. Right. But with Linux, it's always been the case, and it's it does really great job of packaging everything in repositories so basically there's servers scattered throughout the web and if you want to install any piece of software you just if you know the name you can install it just by typing in the name and it goes you don't have to find the website you don't have to download the installers you don't have to do any of that stuff oh so that's what we're going to do tonight using what's called a personal package archive ppa yes i think that's what it stands for correct me if i'm wrong let's see <laughs> She's no. Like, oh. Anybody? <laughs> Watching the chat room so you can make something up and she will, she'll just say, no, Ooh, Robbie, you are wrong. wrong. Yeah. Um, what it means basically is that the developer of this software has created a place on the web for you to be able to install it from. Okay. Very, very simply. So because I'm on an Ubuntu-based distribution, which is Zorn OS, Ubuntu is a version of Linux. Zorn OS, which is what I'm on, is a version of Ubuntu. If that makes sense. It becomes kind of convoluted. Okay, so I've copied the first line. I'm going to paste it. Enter. Enter your password, because it's using super user do. And let it go. Okay. And then sudo apt-get update. Paste it again. That's my second line. That's getting all the latest package information from the web. Okay. Okay. And then the final step, as easy as this is is to install the software. This is the command that does it. sudo apt-get install, and then the name of the program, eViaCam. Okay, so I'm going to paste that into my terminal. There it goes. So it's actually going out on the web, grabbing the files that it needs in order to install this, and putting it into my computer. How cool is that? That is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Nice thing about that, too, Sasha, just thinking of how repositories work on, on Linux. If this person who develops that software brings out a new version, mm -hmm. my computer will automatically get that new version. I don't have to... You don't okay it, or...? Yeah, you kind of do. Like you get Just like you get your Windows updates on Windows. Right. But it gives you updates for every single piece of software that's installed in your computer. So if, oh, okay. if, imagine if you had, a, you know, a version of QuickBooks installed and they brought out a new version and all you have to do is say yes and it would install the new version. Wouldn't that be easy? On Linux, all the software that you have installed, if it's been installed through a repository, it will tell you, hey, there's a new version. You can say yes and it will automatically install everything that it needs to make that new version work. 
So that's why we're doing it from a repository here. If you install from source, you don't get that benefit. So that is done just like that. So I'm you, gonna close out of that. You still could though do an update, you just have to look for it. Then you would have to do it manually right. if you right. did it from source. You'd have to go right. find the new version source, reinstall okay. here because we're using a repository. I'll be getting the new version every time it comes out. Okay, so I can close out of that window. I'm gonna go applications and somewhere in here, probably under universal access, there it is, enable via cam. And I go in there. Now, you can't see my mouse pointer right now, so I'm actually going to restart Compiz, and uh, that should give us a mouse pointer. Oh, that was cool. So you can actually see that it's tracing my head there. It knows where your face is. It knows where my face is. It's already doing better it's than I expected. It. Is it? <laughs> That's pretty impressive yeah. already, just out of the box. Okay. That's right. So I'm actually going to close it, and I'm going to um, we're going to restart Compiz so I can see if I can get a mouse There we go, look at that, you got a mouse cursor. Okay, so under universal access, enable via cam. There we are, okay. There's my head, okay. So it's saying, okay, here's a wizard, we're gonna calibrate here, so let's get my webcam. Now if you've got a laptop, of course you've just got the laptop in front of you, that's, that's cool. Here I've just got this little guy, so that's what I'm gonna use. Position it so it's whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Position it there so that it's looking go. at my face. There. It will find your face. Yes. Well, if you've got, uh, like I say, a laptop, it's really, really simple because it's always looking at you when you're on it, right? So let's give it a try. I'm going to click next. Okay. So it's already it's already detected my Logitech Quick Cam Pro 4000. Just an old, old, old camera, but I just plugged it into USB tonight just for the sake of the demonstration, and it works out of the box. Next, locate face automatically. Yeah. Disable E via cam if no face is found. Probably a good idea. I'm going to leave it off just because we're going to start with defaults tonight. I would probably recommend turning that on um, because if I step off the screen and it thinks that something is, a, is moving, it might move the mouse. It might, yeah. And then if it hovers, it's going to click things, and so that might be a mess. Think your house fly is a face... But then again, you know what? I'm going to turn it on because it, it obviously sees my face. It's got the square around my face, so that's pretty Does it neat. go away when you move your face? Like if when I, you okay, remove your face? No. The square it's is faded still, out. Oh, it's fading. Look at there that. There we go. It knows. And then when I come back, how soon does it detect? There oh, it goes. Oh, immediately. It already knows. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to actually disable <laughs> eVia cam if no face is found. Remember, I'm just using this cheap old webcam. Just a USB um, yeah. 2.0 webcam, Okay. So we're going to perform assisted calibration, absolutely. Here's where it gets fun. Move your head left and right. Okay, now here's the trick. Make sure you keep your eyes on the screen. Don't turn your head so far when you're calibrating that you can't see the screen because then you're stuck having to turn where you can't see the screen. Move it up and down. Not clicking anything. I'm just doing what it tells me. <laughs> Happy this is you and not me. Yeah, well, you get your turn. <laughs> Come on. I'm moving up and down. Calibrate for me. <laughs> okay, whoa. Okay, now I've got a mouse pointer. Can you guys see that? Oh. So now, okay, I'm going to hover over okay with my face. Eh. And then, and then it's going to click. No, oh. <laughs> it actually clicks because I've hovered. Okay. Huh. 
Yeah, I know I look silly. <laughs> That's okay. All right, so now I am hands-free. Look at that. <laughs> so I'm actually moving the mouse just by kind of looking. If I go up to the mouse. Yeah, okay, this is awkward. <laughs> oh. Maybe be a little more conservative with your calibration. Don't do this when you're actually chatting with people. Or on or on TV. Yeah, you know, when, <laughs> when you're on TV, this is awkward. Can I get the application menu? That's what I want to know. How easy is this? Just hover. Yep. Hover. <laughs> Please see a chiropractor before attempting this. <laughs> okay, look at this. Look at this. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Now, I've never done this, so, you know, it takes a little bit of work, I think, to learn how it's done. But look, I'm actually doing it. I think this is doable. It's a bit tricky. Okay, cool. Yeah, I know, you've got to hold really, really still if you want to click on something. So let's see if I can actually click on one of these smaller things. Let's try to get G-Edit up. Look at that. Oh, I will admit, I am dun, blown dun, dun, dun. away. Are you blown away? I'm literally just moving my head, and it's actually very natural. <laughs> just like a TV that you can control. It looks so natural. <laughs> 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 but it works. Okay, now it's Sasha's turn. We're going we're gonna to get this calibrated for you. Okay, now this is weird because it sees... There we go. Okay, I'm going to get that off the screen because it sees me. You ready for assisted calibration? Okay. okay. So, now, do I have to take my glasses off? No. Okay. The, the toughest thing is setting up the camera. There we go. Okay. Assisted calibration, left and right. Keep looking at the screen, oh, though. Yeah. Don't stop looking at the screen. That's hard. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, up and down. So, I, I think of, you know, if, so look at the movement that Sasha's doing and consider she's not having to move her upper body at all. So this is all neck and head, which is, you know, for somebody who needs, okay, look, you've got mouse control now. It's tricky. Try to get over to okay. Sensitive. Oh, you timed out. Oh. oh if this was a game, I win. <laughs> Try That's again. tough stuff. Okay. okay, there you go. So you've got mouse pointer. And it's, right. and it's actually following your head, yeah. But you can, you can sense that it, mm -hmm. if, you, if you get used to it, it's actually functional. This, again, is called Enable via Cam. It's available. It's a free download, cat5.tv slash camera mouse. It's available uh, definitely on Windows and Linux. Not sure if you can compile the source for Mac or not, but definitely Windows and Linux. You'll be able to do this. Now, if you ho hover over disable motion, you'll be able to actually... I can't. I don't know. You just kind of stop moving, and then it stops the mouse, and then it clicks if you wait for five seconds. Yeah, that's, that looks good. There. You did it. Nice. You clicked on your first... It was the massive button. Like, it was the biggest <laughs> button on the screen. Thanks, but Robbie. You did it. Thanks. By the way, I clicked on applications. I even got G-edited up. It was you amazing. have a bigger head than I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh... <laughs> Somehow, they're always able to turn everything into an insult. That's it. You're done. 
<laughs> I'm turning off your camera mouse so that you can't control the computer anymore. Again, enable via cam or via cam cat5.tv slash camera mouse. I think that's pretty cool and definitely a good, uh, you know, a good accessibility feature of your computer. And if it works yeah. on Windows and it works on Linux, then you're good to go. Give it a try. If you've got a webcam in your system, it might be a, a fun little experiment as well. You can feel what, what that feels like to have to use your head to control stuff. It's a little bit different. Because yeah. you, you're, it's it's like, well, you're used to being able to look at something and your eyes just go to it. With this kind of technology, though, you actually have to kind of, you're kind of nudging the mouse. Mm-hmm. You kind of feel like you're nudging it with your head. You have to have such good control of your eyes to control with your eyes then. Because you can't glance so. away from anything, right. right? You have to be completely focused. Could that technology, though, use some kind of reflective technology, kind of like what red eye is caused by like if it sends a like a light into your eyes and then it captures the reflection of that what if you have a cataract well then you would have trouble possibly what <laughs> or if, only one eye what if, <laughs> if you have one eye it's that that makes it tough you're a pirate <laughs> yes from the pirate bay and you're spending years in prison and a seven million dollar fine hey well have you had fun tonight sasha i have was I, I right? Time flies. Time does fly. Yeah. Three minutes left. Is yeah, that right? That's a, well, two and a half minutes. Two and yeah. a half minutes. So, folks at home, uh, live at category5.tv, we love to receive your, your email, your questions, your comments. Um, remember to send in your postcards. Thank you to everybody who sent one in this week. Thank you to GWG for sending in that Android device. Very, very cool thing to receive. And uh, lets me actually do some testing on Android, which I love. So... And I'm going to have to tune into Android Buffet as well. AndroidBuffet.com. I'll appreciate that. He'll, he'll say yeah. That. Yeah. The guru. Dennis Kelly in the chat room says, hey, great job, Sasha D. Thanks, Good guys. Good show, Sasha. Eh, Robbie. Mm. G-Pop 7. <laughs> well done, Sasha D. Toby 1. Oh. Guest Harry says, thanks, Sasha D. You're welcome, Guest Harry. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Sasha oh, D, you did great tonight, says old guy Jim. Thanks for coming in, Toby One. Uh, Dave Maydu, nice show, guys. Thanks for thinking of me. Appreciate that. <laughs> Invincible Mutant. Cheers. Invincible Mutant. Yeah. Like it. Okay. Hmm. We're just watching the chat room here fly by. If you want to read the notes, it's uh, in the show notes for episode number 259. And. Hope you had a fun time tonight. Next week, very, very exciting. I can't tell you all the details, but we're going to have somebody on the show. <gasps> right. You, you kind of know about this. I sort of know about this. This we'll is just, supposed to be my show. <laughs> I know. They had to bump it back. When you're dealing with people from Warner Brothers, sometimes they have to move around the schedule. I got this incredible email about how great the show was going to be, and then I got a second email five <laughs> minutes later. Five minutes later, I take that back. <laughs> we'll be controlling a camera like with that. our head. <laughs> no, it's still going to be a great show. It was a great show, but it's just not going to be the same guest on the show. That's all. So next week, we are going to have a very special guest uh, who's going to be joining us and talking about a brand new television show from Warner Brothers uh, Digital. Warner Digital. And that's going to be very exciting. So make sure you tune in next week. Um, and uh, Hillary will be here for that show. As far as you go, thank you for being here. 
you're, you're going to be involved in the uh, twenty or in the fifth anniversary party on That's the twenty fifth. Right. Hope that everyone can make it. That's so. right, G Pop Seven. I will be back. Yes, part of the team now. Season six That's going right. strong. Uh, we're expanding for uh, for season six, so make sure you stick with us and hope you have a lot of fun. Excellent. Thanks, Asha. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I can, like, do that now. <laughs> I'm still learning the system. It's all new to me. Take care. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.